1: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details.
2: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter... giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR.
1: This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Here we go. It is a Monday. We are live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Plenty of both. We're stacked today. J-Mac, I know it was disappointing. You went to Vegas. I saw your seats. You were near the end zone where the Jets don't end up very often, so you probably should have been near the middle of the field because they're around the middle of the field the whole game. Yeah,
0: they have a club in the end zone there. Wynn puts it on amazing. Got hooked up. It was incredible, my brother and I. Except that the Jets did not win the football game. A lot of Jets fans in Vegas. Of course. But
2: it was a disappointing uh, end to the the game. Well, let's start our Monday show with this. When healthy, and that matters, let's be fair. When healthy, the San Francisco 49ers are easily the best team in the league. No, I mean easily. They destroyed a Jags team that was vying for the number one spot in the AFC, the better conference, and was on a five-game winning streak. It was not physically competitive. That Cowboy team that was so remarkable yesterday, they embarrassed it. They physically humiliated it. They destroyed a Steelers team that's beaten the Ravens and the Browns. I like Philly, but Philly wins by wearing you down. I like the Lions, but they outscore you. And there's Dallas, who's remarkable against bad teams at home. The Niners win anywhere, everywhere when they're healthy. Anywhere, everywhere, and it often looks like this. Even the good teams in this league, like you know the Ravens, uh, Browns, they have fighting styles. They need certain things to be in order. San Francisco doesn't. They just have to be healthy. That's it. They can beat you with sacks and pressure. They can beat you with clever coaching. They can beat you with weapons. They can run it. They can pass it. Debo was back. Trent Williams was back, along with Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. They add Chase Young. You got Kyle Shanahan writing the beautiful music. You have all the talented players as the artists and musicians. And all Brock Purdy has to really do is just conduct it. It wasn't making terribly difficult throws yesterday. Brock Purdy, now with his Hall of Fame left tackle, now with a full complement of weapons, they're finally healthy. That thing was unbelievable. They have so much talent everywhere. To me, they have a pro bowler in every unit. And that's not an opinion. Wide receiver, they do. Offensive line, they do. Running back, they do. Linebacker, they do. Safety, they do. they got Hall of Famers everywhere. Philadelphia is good, but there's a certain style to the way they win. They kind of win ugly. It's nothing but beautiful for San Francisco. And then they added Chase Young. And they've done this. They have loaded up on the defensive line, which was already really good and now healthy, and now they added Chase Young – and here's George Kittle after the W. I like having Chase Young on my football team. It's very fun. He's massive. Look at him over there. He just eats like a different human being, too. It's crazy. I'm um, excited about that. Um, he's going to do great for us. Just looking forward to seeing him go out there. He's going to look great in that 92. And I saw it's crazy seeing Young on the back of a Niners jersey again. It's kind of cool. Again, everybody has something they need to win. San Francisco just has to be healthy. Trent Williams back, Debo back. Jacksonville's good. Jacksonville's really, really good. That wasn't even competitive. It didn't look like it was the same sport. Jacksonville was intimidated. Dallas looked intimidated. Pittsburgh, Unraveled, looked intimidated. Those are talented teams. They don't need a style. They just need to be healthy. They were. It was ugly. So it's interesting. Um, I'm not a big stats guy. I'm not a big Emmy award winning guy. Are you good when the red light's on? Are you good in the fourth quarter? I really don't care about stats. I'm not into it. I don't play fantasy football. Not interested. Are you good late? So you look at the Jets lost to the Raiders passing first downs. Oh, Zach Wilson at 11. Third down. Oh, pretty good. Third down. Uh, 260 passing yards. Six yards a pass. But two things. When you have a franchise quarterback and you need a big play late, they deliver. They don't always have to win. Justin Herbert delivered yesterday, lost. Joe Burrow, ball was dropped, lost. But I watched Jared Goff, fourth quarter, they needed a touchdown. CJ Stroud, fourth quarter, they needed a touchdown. Kyler Murray, they needed a touchdown. Even Geno Smith, who I don't love, best drive of the game, fourth quarter, they needed a touchdown, all delivered. You don't have to be Mahomes. I don't love Geno Smith. But Zach Wilson, neat box score, seven giveaways in the fourth quarter, most in the league. Last 21 quarters, one touchdown. Both Mac Jones and Zach Wilson had their moments, but when you needed a big play, they made a big boneheaded mistake. The second thing is, all the Raiders cared about in that game was stopping Brees Hall. They didn't give a rip to give up yards. They didn't care about giving up first downs to Zach Wilson. In big moments, I need big plays. That's a defining trait of quarterback. Zach Wilson delivered a big mistake. Again, I don't need you to win them all. Burrow lost yesterday, but that's because Boyd dropped the touchdown. Herbert lost yesterday. That's because he needs a new head coach. I don't expect you to win them all, but you got to deliver. That's the difference. How are you trailing? How are you in big moments? Nobody cares about that super-duper first down in the first quarter. Nobody cares. I don't even care if you throw a pick in the first quarter because I have another nine drives to overcome it. But on that last drive, on that most important drive in the fourth quarter, that's the last time I may have the ball. Mac Jones, that's it. That's the drive. That's the moment. That's why I don't care about stats. When did they come? Go look at C.J. Stroud's numbers. They're great late. Zach Wilson's box score, fancy, awful late. Who cares about total numbers? I said it last week. When you have the wrong quarterback, when you miss in a quarterback, it is quicksand. It pulls everybody down. And this morning... A very capable head coach, Robert Sala. They want him out. Dude, all he coaches is the defense. That's all. That's what Belichick did to get six rings. Belichick didn't know offense. Andy Reid doesn't worry about the defense. Sean Payton's not about the defense. A coach has an expertise and a side of the ball. Robert Sala's side of the ball is excellent. But when you have the wrong quarterback, it is quicksand. It pulls everybody down. Now. The GM's feeling the stress. Everybody wants Robert Sala out. This is what it does. You know, in the economy, there's an old saying, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. For a presidential candidate or for a president, keep it simple, stupid. It's about the economy. That's what 90% of Americans, myself included, care about. Not about socials. this, social that. What's the economy like? For my kids, for my family, for my retirement, what's the economy like? And in the NFL, it's the same thing. It's the quarterback, stupid. It's all about the quarterback. It's it's, even if you're Burrow and Herbert and don't win yesterday, they give you a shot. I don't care about any of the numbers yesterday. When they needed Zach Wilson to make a play, he didn't. When the Patriots needed Mac Jones to make a play, he didn't. Here's Robert Sala. Currently now, according to Jet fans, should be fired after. I thought he did all right you know there's uh obviously a couple plays that I'm sure he wants back um, I thought the linebacker made an an unbelievable play on that uh, on the interception um, I thought he moved around the pocket well I thought he picked up some good yards with his legs um, we were converting third downs uh, at uh, I think it was the best rate we've been converting him and uh you know to give a full assessment on zach I think I think it'd be fair for to ask for everyone around him to play a little bit better. Yes, there are no perfect Sundays. The Detroit Lions defense did not play very good yesterday. But Jared Goff put the team on his back and delivered touchdown after touchdown. Nobody plays perfectly. By the way, C.J. Stroud, Houston Texans. They should have lost. Receiver dropped the ball in the end zone. But he was given another opportunity. And he carried a team that didn't play perfect football. How many times does a team have no penalties? The average in the NFL is about six penalties. Everybody drops an interception. Everybody has two to three drops. Patrick Mahomes has had more drop passes than any quarterback in the league last couple of years. There are no perfect football games. That's why you need the guy. And nobody cares. I don't care what he does in the first half. Unless it's five or six picks. Even Trevor Lawrence against the Chargers in the playoffs last year overcame a dreadful first half. But on those final two drives of a game, often just the final drive, do you deliver? Zach Wilson, go ahead, defend him this morning. Go to the fourth quarter. Look at those numbers. That's the reality. When you make a catch, when you drop a ball, when you throw a pick, when you scramble for a first down. Geno Smith yesterday, best drive, last one. Jared Goff, great late. C.J. Stroud, Mac and Zach. Not it. Don't care about scores. Don't, don't care about stats. Don't care. Not interested. What do you deliver late? Zach doesn't. He'd be gone. I would sit him. I would move because I think you lose locker rooms. I would go with somebody else at this point. No excuses. You're losing the locker room. Stop saying, well, we could have done this better, that better. Every team in the league that won yesterday, the teams that won could have done stuff better. C.J. Stroud threw a pick. They had guys open in the end zone for Cincinnati late that dropped it. There are no perfect football games or teams. Even the Niners made mistakes. But you got to have the guy who delivers late to overcome the little stuff. I use that word all the time. Overcoming. C.J. Stroud overcame. Overcame some Texans mistakes. Geno Smith. Seahawks gave up a touchdown late to the commanders. Overcame it to drive his team down for the win. All right, J-Mac. So you just flew in, watched game, flew out. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Look at you trying to get a rise out of me early in the show, going after the Jets. First of all, he's the backup quarterback, Cowherd. He's the backup. I want the backup to the backup. Okay, well, blame the GM for not going to get Josh Dobbs. Should have given up a fourth-round pick, got Josh Dobbs. He's making plays. Beat the Saints yesterday. I almost... I'm a little worked up today, so uh, I'm going <laughs> to dial it down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill out uh, on a little bit of sleep. But last night was fun. I mean, it was a scene in Vegas. Um, you know the Jets outplayed the Raiders. I just put that out there. Mm. Better on third down, yeah. more yards, more yeah. yards per play. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson was not awful. He just threw the red zone pick. Like, they were the better side yesterday. They were the better team than the Raiders. They just lost it, uh, another
2: one. It hurts. Man, it quite, a, quite a high bar you've set. You were better than the Raiders. That's quite a... Raiders right. were in the playoff picture in the in the wacky AFC. Boy, herd hierarchy, huh? What's going on up there? I like to see the Jets win. I'm I'm maybe the only person in this studio, but the Raiders are a huge brand. They're fun. They're rebels. I kind of like to see the Raiders win. I think they have a lot of good – I really think the Raiders have good players. They haven't had leadership, but I think the Raiders have some good players. It's not
0: like Aiden O'Connell was any good last night. By the way, um, I don't know if I'll survive this show uh, if the Jets miss the playoffs, and they probably will. I don't even know if I'll be back next season. You might get rid of me if I uh, yeah. get a little rap
2: Because salah has got to go, bro. He's got to uh, go. No, It's not the issue. It's, I'm telling you, it's quicksand. Quarterback misses, it's quicksand. Everybody he, gets fired. Aren't you the guy who preaches, get me an
0: offensive coach? I don't care how good the defense is. They're once, not winning, Once Colin. you
2: whiffed on Wilson, then you reach for Aaron. You hire an OC to appease him. You sign Dalvin yeah. Cook to appease him. You sign Randall Cobb to appease None him. None of it works. You sign- None of it works. Get an offensive coach. All of it because you whiffed on the number two pick. It's quicksand. So then you have to appeal to Aaron and his OC and his receivers that can't catch. I mean, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is some of this. You could have spent money in other places Lamar? other than Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Both of those guys. You give me a break. That's all uh, Hackett. Why is Hackett there? Because you're appeasing yeah. to Aaron. This is not the NBA. Yeah. Get guys that can play. I'm not interested in your buddies being on the staff. How about Jim Harbaugh? Would he be a good fit in New York?
1: Maybe. Write a check, Woody. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
4: And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, the Cowboys rolled and I am a creature of habit. I eat two or three things for the breakfast every day. You know, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I work out at about the same time every day. If I'm going to take a nap, it's about the same time every day. I am a creature of habit. I like predictable. So I should love the Cowboys. They are the most predictable team in the National Football League. They are so Mike Tyson it hurts. They'll intimidate, flaunt, crush, humiliate weak fighters. The New York Giants on a third quarterback. Eventually, though, like Tyson, lack of attention to detail will hurt them in the big fights against the better fighters. But Dallas at home against bad teams and rebuilding teams, they're like a college team. It's like Bama against Citadel. They just dominate. Dak's numbers at home are insane this year. His 124 passer rating. He's completing like 79% of his throws. He's a Bama quarterback against an out-of-conference opponent at home. But this morning, Dallas would be a number six seed in the NFC playoffs, and they would go to San Francisco, and it wouldn't look like this. Or they'd go to Detroit or Seattle or Philly. And it wouldn't look like this. All six wins this year have come over losing teams, rebuilding teams, bad teams. They have crushed the Giants twice. And that was Mike Tyson. Could never beat Holyfield or Lennox Lewis, but he was like 50-0 and 0 against tomato cans. And because of that, Tyson was wildly popular. Enigmatic, polarizing, not for everybody, but man, he could sell a fight. Because when he was on, it was fascinating. But did I learn anything? Did you learn anything about the Cowboys yesterday? This is who they are. It's the easiest money in the league. I bet them to not cover against Philly. I bet them to cover yesterday. I bet them to cover against the Rams. They are creatures of habit, and their habit is to hammer bad teams. And they'll hammer Carolina, I imagine, next week. But then about week 12, week 13, it gets very interesting Washington, Seattle, Philly, at Buffalo, Miami, Detroit at Washington. Washington's a tough out. They may beat them, but twice Washington could win one of those games. So today is a day for Dak fanboys. When they sit up there and they go, "This is why you got to give him an extension." Oh, that would be so silly. You don't give quarterbacks an extension after they just beat the worst team in the league. You give him an extension if he goes 4 and 1 at Buffalo, at Miami, Seattle, and then wins a playoff game on the road. Then we can talk extension. But I've seen this movie before. (laughs) I've seen this movie before. So today, be joyful, Jerry Jones. You got your quarterback. Our quarterback uh, is uh, playing at a a level uh, that allows us to uh, really uh, do what uh, Mike wants to do, what Shatnamer wants to do. And uh, I think you're seeing that. You're seeing the result of a lot of practice, a lot of reps. Uh, seeing the result of uh, a lot of guys figuring it out with each other, uh, and certainly uh, in Dak's case, uh, taking advantage of that. Hey, Dak's having a super year, but we're also seeing in this sport, and it's becoming crystal clear, it's easier to predict than ever. Not just against the point spread, but the best quarterback pretty much winning every conference. There's a huge gap now between the best quarterbacks and the average the bad quarterbacks, and the Giants are on their third quarterback. So he's not even a backup. So again, football, week 10, week 11, week 12, what are we learning? I would say this morning on Dallas, absolutely
1: nothing. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
2: So I'm not a fire-the-coach guy I spent earlier today defending Arthur Smith and Robert Sala, but it is time for the Chargers to fire Brandon Staley. Uh, anything Detroit wanted to do, they did. That's despite the fact the GM drafted another elite pass rusher. They have three pass rushers. I could argue only the Niners have more talent in pass rushing than the Chargers. They couldn't stop the run in the first half. They couldn't stop the pass in the second half. This defense isn't getting better. Think about this: The Colts are five and five with Gardner Minshew, Anthony Richardson, and an entirely new staff. The Texans are five and four with a new coach, a rookie quarterback, a new play caller, a new coordinator. The Jets are four and five, and they're radioactive at quarterback. The Steelers are six and three with Kenny Pickett. The Vikings are two and zero oh with Josh Dobbs, who's been there two weeks. The Raiders are five and five with a backup quarterback, an interim coach and an interim gm and actually an interim quarterback a backup they got interims everywhere they're 5 and 5 in the same division the chargers are 4 and 5 with this left tackle this quarterback keenan allen three pass rushers i mean folks they checked the boxes you can't be 4 and 5 they couldn't stop the run they looked totally ill equipped in the first half to stop the run brandon staley said at half we didn't bring the energy we going to blame justin herbert for that And in the second half, he's like, well, the defense didn't get better. So you didn't bring energy first. That's an issue. Teams that lead in the NFL that score first usually win about 60% of the time, especially at home, bring the energy. It's one thing if you travel cross-country, you just did. And then the second half, they couldn't stop anything. So I know it's hard to win in this league. I'm not saying it's not hard. But if you got the quarterback, the weapon, the less tackle – Three pass rushers. The secondary could be better, but you got Derwin James, who, by the way, is he getting better? That's another sign of a coaching staff or a head coach that's not working. I've always said, whenever a coach is struggling, my first question, who's your quarterback? I got news for you. Justin Herbert's not the issue. The offense had five touchdowns on its last five drives and lost. That's about the defensive head coach. At least now he's acknowledging He's at fault. I didn't do a good enough job on defense for us today. Uh, that was the story. Uh, run and pass. Uh, didn't do a good enough job on, on the run game in the first half. And then in the second half, there were far too many. So um, I didn't do a good enough job for us today. Uh, again, what are you waiting for? Three years, defensive coach. The Defense is worse now that it's been. What are you waiting for? Am I getting improvement? It's not the talent. Bosa, Mack, Tui, the kid from USC, they got three legitimate pass rushers. They've got active linebackers. They have a Hall of Fame-level talent, Derwin James, at safety. They're not great at corner outside of the Jets. Who in the world's good at corner in the NFL? The Niners aren't. The Chiefs aren't. Who's good at corner? (laughs) I'll give you a pass. That's why they took a big swing in a corner that didn't work, because everybody's trying to find a a second legitimate corner. But at, at some point... Come on. I know it's hard to win. I'm not somebody that I've defended Harbaugh. I've defended college coaches for years. I've defended Lane Kiffin. People want fired. I've defended Sark forever. You all want him run out. I defend coaches more than I probably should. This is a mess. You got to at least be, say what you want about Lincoln Riley. The offense isn't a problem at USC. (laughs) You know, you could say what you want about Nick Saban earlier in this year with Bama. The defense is always Nick Saban's. But come on, if you're a defensive coach, they couldn't stop running early, couldn't stop passing late. Everything works. Screen passes against the Chargers look like double reverses. I mean, it's just like it's amazing. Third down defense, bad. Fourth down defense, bad. Red zone defense, Sometimes good, sometimes not, but it just, it's too easy. And it's a highly compensated defense. It's a highly experienced defense. Why are they in the wrong spot all the time? Like, I just, you got to give me an answer to some of this stuff. I don't see it. So I'd move on. What are you waiting for right now in there? What if, what if Denver wins tonight? I mean, you look at Denver and you think, whoo, what a tire fire. What if they win tonight? You look at the Raiders and go, what an embarrassment. Look at their record. We know what you look at the Chiefs and go, excellence. But all these tire we laugh at the Raiders. We roll our eyes at the Broncos. Go look at the numbers. Go look at the records. Go look at the stats. Go look at the standings. What are you going to do? What are you going to wait for? And you got a kid, Kellen Moore? You might as well find out now. Is Kellen Moore it? He was great with the Cowboys. He's been excellent with Justin Herbert. Give him a shot. Because this is not working. It's not working. I mean, again, I, I tend to be patient to a fault with coaches. I, I defend the Lincoln Rileys, the Harbaughs, the Lane Kiffins, the Sark's. I defend a lot of coaches. I'm defending Robert Sala every Monday on this show. I'm defending Arthur Smith. I'm not a fire the coach guy. It's just not, they got families, they got kids. I don't, I, I'm not into that stuff. But this is like, in, I mean, good God, you can't have touchdown after touchdown. And I mean, it was like the Chargers were scoring quickly. The offense is like we gave you another seven we gave you another seven at some point what are you waiting for
1: listen to comeback stories i'm darren waller you may know me best as a tight end for the new york giants you may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism you may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or producer. Uh, And you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away.
2: Easiest money in the league. Bet Dallas is a big home favorite. They won a home game against an awful team. It's what they do. Dak is great when he's comfortable. Dak is great playing with a lead. Dak's had a heck of a year, but this, this really is what Dallas is. This defines them. They are a great home favorite. And by the way, I'm not blaming them. New England in their dynasty was a great home favorite, but you get two Dallas teams. This is the one you can set your clock to. Every weekend. Where Colin was wrong. Mac Jones, I have defended him for two years after his rookie year. His judgment has regressed. I mean, still he never had a great arm, either did Brady. He never really mobile, either was Peyton Manning. I don't need that to win games. His decision making, he lead, he's tied for the most picks in the NFL. And again, they don't have much to work with. Everybody's past their prime. None of their receivers can separate. I never thought he would just be a backup. After that rookie season, I'm like, oh, that's a starter in this league. He's not a top-five guy. It's a starter. No, he's a backup at this point in the NFL.
1: Where Colin was
2: right. How many times have I defended Kyler Murray? He makes plays to win games. He got this franchise to the playoffs. He's the one quarterback if they had the number one or two pick. I think you have to pause for a second before going to this big prospect in college football. Kyler Murray makes winning plays. You can build around Kyler Murray. Yeah, I wish he was three inches taller. I wish he was, I, I you know, I wish he was six three. He's not. But you'll all defend him forever. That kid has taken a wobbly franchise in a tough division with great coaches to the playoffs. He is a special player.
1: Where Colin was wrong.
2: Trevor Lawrence looked com- – he looked like Mac Jones. He looked completely overwhelmed. And, again, the Niners are stacked. But that was – and I'm a huge fan, but no TDs, silly mistakes. That's a bad turnover. Uh, and Trevor's a smart kid. He played some dumb football. And, again, when your offensive line can't block, it's amazing how good an athlete can be and how bad he can look. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan, and that was ugly
1: where Colin was right.
2: One touchdown pass in 21 games. I've said this about Zach Wilson and the Jets before. He's going to pull down Robert Sala. He's going to pull down the GM. He's going to put Aaron Rodgers in bad positions. Didn't like him coming out of college. I mean, that throw, can't make that throw. Come on. You've been in this league a long time. Can't make that throw. It wasn't a great play with a linebacker catching the ball and reacting to an obvious stare down the receiver throw. Zach Wilson, sit him, not your guy. He's now pulling down Sala, who everybody wants fired this morning.
1: Where Colin was wrong.
2: I cannot believe the Big Ten suspended Jim Harbaugh from the sidelines as he was flying to the game. I mean, I'm not not saying they don't deserve something, but I, I cannot believe how punitive and how reactionary the Big Ten has gotten with Harbaugh. You know, I've defended him for years, and I know I've had people reach out. He's not for everybody. He can be difficult. Give me the great college coach that didn't have enemies. Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Woody Hayes, Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson, even Pete Carroll. Every great college coach has people that don't like him. But the reaction by the Big Ten was literally shocking to me to literally defend him or or suspend him flying to a road game. That is outrageous to me. Where Colin was right been pushing back for two years on Brandon Staley, what is he? What does he believe in? What are the Chargers good at defensively? I just think he's over his head. I've seen companies do this before where they hire somebody because they went to an Ivy League school. Yeah, so are they street smart? Do they understand the business? I'll just ask you, my question always to the Chargers is, if this is a defensive coach, why aren't defensive players getting better? What do the Chargers do well consistently? you got to give me something. I'm not here to fire coaches. you got to get better at something year to year. Where Colin was right. I said the Sixers would be better without Harden. The Clippers would be a circus. They are now officially 0-4 with James Harden. Can you imagine Steph Curry ever saying out loud, I am the system? Even if he believed that he wouldn't say it, Harden views himself as really the shot maker and shot taker in crisis, the media often confuses assists with a great leader. Westbrook has more career assists per game than LeBron. Is he a better leader? James Harden is poison for winning in crisis. Minus 9-6 with him on the floor, 0-4
1: without him. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
2: With that, we bring in the Super Bowl champ, the former Packer. We love him. James Jones, nine years in the NFL, is joining us on a Monday in what we thought would be a boring Monday. And the one game we thought would be great was the only truly boring game of the weekend, which was Jacksonville and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. When you watch that game, okay. and, I, and, I, and I thought to myself, first of all, you'd have to go back to almost the Steelers of the mm-hmm. 70s, where there was a Hall of Famer in every unit. Yeah. I looked at Jacksonville and how they beat Dallas mm-hmm. and how they beat Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and how they beat the Jags. And it's almost like the Tyson quality, like good fighters are intimidated. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever play a team – when you thought, James and – you, and you may have had your way, but you thought, oh, they have significantly better players than we do. Niners. Huh? <laughs> the Niners.
1: Really?
5: <laughs> yeah, I played against those Niners team with LeVar Bowman, Patrick Willis, Deshaun Goldson, um, Whitner, um, Carlos – Carlos uh, Rogers five. on the other on oh, the uh, oh, on yeah, the yeah. corner, but just yeah. a big time defense. Alder Smith, Justin Smith, uh, Mod <laughs> Brooks, like this. so. You know, I knew like, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers. We got five receivers that could go: Donald <laughs> Driver, Greg Jennings, myself, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. But those boys was a little different, and I'm like, man, these and they got after us really almost every time except once.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. and then then uh, at one point, didn't they add Kaepernick so he could run? Yep,
5: beat us in the playoffs when he yep. ran for. 397 yards no, so I'm, yeah I played against some some really good 49ers teams. And
2: for the record that happens in college football all the time mm-hmm. but when you have Debo and McCaffrey yeah. and Kittle and IU yeah. and Trent Williams mm-hmm. Brock doesn't have to do a lot
5: no not at all and I, and I think it's the fit too like Each one of those guys fits something different. You know, Debo Samuel's your guy that you are going to give these screen passes to to where, hey, throw it two yards, he could take it 30 yards. That's a quarterback's best friend. Brandon Ayuk is one of the best route runners in the National Football League. So third and five, Kyle Shannon is able to create some routes for Brandon Ayuk to get one-on-one on on these corners. A really good route runner. And then the same with George Kittle, just a mismatch problem for a lot of people. If it's a linebacker, they're too slow. If it's a corner, he's too small. So being able to get these guys in different matchups I just think all of it fits together so well and then obviously you got McCaffrey in the backfield running the football catching the football that makes it super super easy on a quarterback to where you don't really have to take chances if you don't want to because the chance that you're taking is a two-yard pass and he could take it 30 and you're looking like a really good quarterback so
2: you didn't have a lot of this in your career uh where you went to practice and knew a quarterback was overwhelmed Mm -hmm. but you did have two quarterbacks and a young Aaron Rodgers where you knew instantly Listen, CJ Stroud, it's not just that he's Ooh, completing passes. Man. If you look at his, and this is a big one, his numbers trailing in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. his passer ratings in the hundreds. Yeah. Did you know, and like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. there was there was talk about CJ Stroud in the preseason. Yeah. There was also talk in Dak in the preseason, mm-hmm. his first preseason. Yeah. People were like, yeah, like he's a leader. Yeah. Like this guy's gonna run the franchise. Did you know with Aaron? When I watched CJ Stroud. They must have seen this at camp. Did you see it at Aaron in camp?
5: Yeah, and I think that's the big thing. When I watch C.J. Stroud, I don't care anything about the stats. I, I'm right here. I'm looking with my own two eyes, and the kid is absolutely special. The game is extremely slow to him, and yeah. he is a rookie. He's making plays with his legs. He's making plays with his arms. He's running out of the pocket, extending plays, making plays with his arm. Like I don't think he is going to make a bad play when the football is in his hands, and that's the same way I felt about Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, whenever Aaron touches it, Aaron's going to make the right play. I don't care whether, if he, even if he throw a pick, the very next time he touches it, I'm like, he's going to make the right play. That's, that's C.J. Stroud. And then from, from that standpoint, when Brett Favre moved on, everybody's like, what are you guys going to do? And we all looking like we're just fine because we've seen Aaron Rodgers in practice. We've seen how he throws the football. We've seen the flick of the wrist. We've seen how cool and calm he was. He didn't even have to play a game we like, we're going to be just fine. Now, we didn't know four-time MVP and all this type stuff, but we knew he was going to be special. When you look at C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud is taking this league by storm, and the kid is special. And, I mean, he's playing against big-time quarterbacks too, and he' the best quarterback on the field he's making it look well,
2: like. Well, one of the things that you hear this, and it sounds um, – I don't know what it is. Maybe it's innate. But there are people that make quick decisions, mm-hmm. like Burrow. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is the fastest I've yeah. ever seen, even faster than Brady. Yeah. Patrick sees something, balls out of his balls hands. Out. When you watch Burrow and CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's a better term. Those are quick processors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like CJ rarely pump fakes. Yeah. Like Seafield mm-hmm. deliver. A couple times yesterday he pumped. Well, that's yeah. okay. You saw one of those highlights. Mm-hmm. But it, there is something um, and I think it's like like I can watch a Kenny Pickett and go, like, that's not it. No, no. And by the way, Jordan Love. Yeah. He made some nice throws, mm-hmm. but I can see that's not it. Yep. When I watch Stroud and Burrow next to mm-hmm. him, some guys just see – I mean, you yeah. played with guys yep. who see the game mm-hmm. and then guys who play it yeah. and don't think it.
5: Yeah, and and when I watch C.J. Stroud, and obviously when you watch Joe Burrow, I played with some great ones in um, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and it's pre-snap. Like, these, these, these guys, these quarterbacks know exactly where they're going with the ball pre-snap, you know, and – You can roll to a certain coverage at the snap. That's why a lot of these quarterbacks use the double count nowadays because you want to see what what the defense is rolling into. But when you watch C.J. Stroud play, C.J. Stroud is playing like one of these veteran quarterbacks. He sees it before it's even happening. So he knows exactly where he's going with the football. The most impressive thing is he knows exactly where the guys are when it's scramble drill, when he's escaping the pocket. You've seen a couple throws yesterday to where he's spinning around there and he knows exactly the concept that these receivers are running and I know what area they're supposed to be in and he's making superstar throws. And it's, it's impressive to watch.
2: So uh, Zach Wilson, who I think is somebody that doesn't see the field mm-hmm. as well, for whatever reasons, he, he, he can be tentative. Yeah. So my takeaway is there are moments, Brandon Staley, mm-hmm. Chargers, it's time to put a new coach in control because yes. I think you've lost the room. Yeah. I do think with the Jets... Now, the entire organization with the Jets mm-hmm. is the coach, the GM, players constantly defending the quarterback. Yeah. You're wasting your energy. Mm-hmm. To me, this is not a playoff team as currently constituted. No. I would go to the backup to the backup. Am no. I wrong? I think you lose the room. Oh, man. I don't
5: think the backup to the backup is better than Zach Wilson. That's that that that's my that's J-Mac my that's that, that's my humble opinion. If the backup to the backup was better than Zach Wilson, <laughs> Zach Wilson would have been out a long time ago. So I think Zach Wilson is truly the best option that they have over there, you know, at the New York Jets because Aaron Rodgers is hurt, and that's why they're holding on so long. I don't think it has anything to do with him being the number two overall pick, first round pick. I think those guys behind him are not better than him. So you're basically getting worse if you put those guys in the game, even though it could be a, a different mojo to the world. we we trying to help this team. They're not better than Zach Wilson. And Zach, that's why Zach Wilson is still in the game. But you're absolutely right. The kid is not seeing the game the right way. Um, he sees one side of the field still. I mean, he, he was staring down a lot of receivers yep. last night. You
2: know, some a, a buddy of mine, John Middlecoff, a former NFL scout, told me last night, mm-hmm. he goes, go to the COVID year. Yeah. Go look at the quarterbacks who got drafted due to the COVID year. Mm. Zach was one of them. Yeah, Trey Lance was one of them. Mm-hmm. Go back to that year. Uh, I think Mac Jones may have been yeah. one of them. Is the COVID year, a mm. lot of teams, even like good programs like Michigan, kind of bailed. Yeah. They were kind of like, it's just a reset year. We're going to change the staff. Mm-hmm. That COVID year, when guys were playing weaker schedules, yeah. uh, lesser schedules, it fooled a lot of scouts. Mm. Teams didn't practice as much. You didn't travel with as many people. And I kind of look at this quarterback class, and I'm like, yeah, I just I don't think it works. Now I want to ask you about Brandon Staley. Mm -hmm. There's a bit. Some guys Mm -hmm. are smart. I've seen this with politicians, but they're not presidents. Yeah, they're VPs. The smartest guy in the room doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily the best leader. No doubt. I don't doubt Brandon Staley's Mm -hmm. smart. But there is a disconnect between him Mm -hmm. and his side of the ball. Have you ever experienced this in your life where you love to coach on staff's intelligence, but it didn't translate?
5: No question. And I've been around coaches who interview extremely well say all the right things to get the job, but they are not leader of men, point-blank period. You can't lead a whole team. Are you a great position coach? Absolutely. Are you a great coordinator? Absolutely. But when you come to leading a whole group of men, it's some coaches that cannot get that done. Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded coach. Your team gave up 41 points yesterday. And they're right.
2: terrible on third down. Your
5: team has blown so many leads, and you're a defensive-minded coach, and you have all pro players. You have Khalil Mack, you got Bosa, you got Derwin James, you got Samuel. Like, you have all pro players, players that play at a really, really high level. And you mean to tell me that you can't go out there and stop people? I mean, and this was just yesterday. I mean, I am I know we can bring up all the numbers on how bad this defense has been, but come on, you got you got to start with your side of the football and stop somebody to be able to help your young quarterback out. Your young quarterbacks who 38 points still find a ways to lose.
2: <laughs> Do you think players in the room know it?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, you heard when when Austin Eckler came out and said, you know, what we what we was something on the lines of what we're gonna do here. Our coach ain't nothing we can do. That let me know right there. The locker room's gone. The locker the locker room's gone. Number one, it let me know. I play with defensive-minded coaches. They're not even in the offensive meetings. You don't even talk to to the defensive coach. He comes into the team meeting, he says whatever he has to say, and he goes to defense. You are dealing with a whole bunch of different coaches, and that was your response about Brandon Staley? If it was Derwin James or Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa who's dealing with him every day, he's in the install meetings and all that, that's something else. But to hear that from offense, that means in the locker room that this talk is going on. Oh,
4: that's a good point. Between
5: the offensive players and the defensive players and everybody saying, man, he don't know what he's doing. And that's the response you got from an offensive player. So, you know, obviously I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and I think all those guys are going to be out of there. I think the uh, Chargers is going to have to, you know, gut this whole thing out.
2: Okay. We would be remiss if Mm -hmm. we did not ask you about Jordan Love. Mm Mm-hmm. Couple mm. big throws down. Yeah. He made a nice throw to the corner. He
5: did. He did. He had. A, he had a couple good throws yesterday. Couple yeah. picks. Where couple are picks. you
2: with Jordan Love?
5: I just need consistency. You know, you you see a lot of good throws from a lot of these young quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett is six and three. He makes two throws a game. You know, but those two <laughs> throws a game win the game, and everybody talks about how he's. Come brings his team back and most come back since Josh Allen and all he makes two throws a game. So for Jordan Love, I just need to see more consistency. You know, throwing the football. We we see the arm talent. We we see that he can make yeah. these throws. But for him, I want the game to slow down for him. We talked about CJ Stroud, how the game looks extremely slow. It still looks fast to Jordan Love at times. And I just need it, I just need it to slow down for him, especially with him being in, you know, his his third year. I need to see a slowdown. I just need to see him be more consistent.
2: I said this earlier. You played with a dysfunctional. Raiders, and mm-hmm. that kind of sums up their organization. They got an interim coach, mm-hmm. an interim GM, a backup quarterback. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then he makes fun of me. Yeah.
2: The whole staff does. Max Crosby, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, Jacobs, Colton Miller, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Dude, I see I'm I see talent here. They got a lot of talent. Okay, you think so too? <laughs> I know so. Because you're 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 I mean, you tell me last yeah. night, it, does is is Pierce have a shot to get this
5: gig? I believe so. Um, if, if Mark Davis listens to these players, he's going to be the next Raiders head coach, point-blank period. I don't care if he wins another game. I think, what he's, I think the respect that he has of these players and the confidence that he, he breeds in them and just you see how the dudes is playing for him, like, you hear a lot of these dudes talk. They're like, I don't want to let my coach down. You don't really hear too many players saying that <laughs> about head coaches. We heard, like, we just talked about Austin Eckler. You don't really hear too many players saying that. But, you know, he knows these players. You know, he loves these players. Even yesterday, watching the game, it was uh, – they got a, the Raiders got a uh, – was a holding penalty on the Jets. Yeah. And it was like third and four, and it was a holding penalty and backed them up to third and 14 instead of fourth and four. And Antonio was thinking about punting the ball – uh, I mean, just declining the penalty so they could punt the ball fourth and four. And Marcus Peters was like, back him up, coach. You know, back him up. Make it make it third and 14, 15. You know what I mean? Save some yards. He was like, you better make the tackle then. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that that's a coach that's a player's coach that could get the best out of his players. Like, if you telling me to take this penalty, you better make the tackle. And you see that through the whole locker room. You see that through the whole team. There's buy-in. He, yeah. And even when you watch Devontae, since Antonio's got here, his stats has not changed. Right? But he has bought into what Antonio Pierce is doing. And I think Antonio Pierce has a really good chance being I've known, of him, being in you know, I've known Antonio for a yeah. long time. Really good dude.
2: Good dude, yeah. totally committed to football. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's something about this. He's got a Dan Campbell quality. Yeah. He, and Vrabel's got this. And Tomlin has mm-hmm. this. There is a presence. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to not only tick him off. Yeah. I always say this Joe Torrey, the baseball manager, is like the stepdad you'd never want to disappoint. <laughs> Like, it's like, oh, grand, there's this grandfather. Antonio's got this thing where it's like he cares so much about no question. it. You'd feel
5: horrible yep. letting him down. And, that, and that's how these boys are playing. And when you watch them, you hear them talk, that, that is how they are playing. Well, they you do, work they on their not, broadcast. Yeah, they do not want to let him down. The mojo is different in there. I mean, Antonio Pierce came in there and got the job. He sat down with all the workers in the building. You know, he sat down with them like, man. I see you guys walk in here. You smiling. You got your headphones on. And then right when you hit the right when you walk into the building, I don't see them smiles no more. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 met with those type people. Like man, hey, we play a game. You should walk in this building, smile on your face, joy and all that. So he's really changed just the whole the whole building over there and brought a whole lot more confidence, a lot more swag and all that to the whole building, not even just the players. So. You know these young
2: these young kids over here, like J Mac, he's Mm. in his twenties. They don't understand (laughs) how great the Raiders were in the seventies, eighties. This brand was. I'm a West Coast kid. You watch the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Every every old guy will listen to me and remember this. (laughs) The sun would be going down in the stadium, and it was like Raiders, Steelers, and John Shula's. Dolphins. Dolphins yep. I mean it's it felt like 30 years of that. The yep. Raiders and they were always loose. They had too many penalties. Mm-hmm. They were inappropriate. <laughs> the quarter I mean it was like they if you went into the locker room they'd be smoking. Yeah. There's something about the Raiders as a West Coast fan mm-hmm. and maybe it feels this way in the East Coast for certain, you know, Red Sox or whatever. But as a West Coast person, yeah. I remember as a kid when we got the Seahawks in the 70s mm-hmm. as an expansion team. All we cared about was beating the Raiders.
5: <laughs> it, and right. for the
2: record, Jim Zorn was our quarterback, and we used to give the Raiders fits. Mm-hmm. We could go one in thirteen at the time, fourteen games. If you beat the Raiders, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what it is, but you now work for the organization. Yeah. I just want them to be prideful mm-hmm. and heading in one direction.
5: Yeah. And that's the right man for the job right there. Antonio Pierce is the right man for the job. I mean, you know, he's from Compton. He a, he a raider through and through, you know. That was his team growing up. Oh, and that's why that's why you see him talking and coaching with that passion. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Great yeah. seeing you, man. Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me.
3: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.